Nomad Church. Go. What's happening, Nomads? Today we are talking about us versus them. If you haven't figured it out, we're in a battle of good versus evil. From the transgender movement to these pedophiles and what they call maps, uh, minor attracted persons, disgusting. They're going to hell with gasoline draws on. But there's something I want to talk about. If you remember an old TV show from 1984 called V, you'll know what may happen next. That show was uh, very prominent. It was about, you know, some sort of lizard creature that comes to the surface or something like that. And or they're from another planet. I don't know. Something like that. Right. And they wear flesh suits. They wear masks and suits and gloves. But one of them got in a fight and it got hit and it ripped the mask. And you saw it had like a lizard skin, like a reptile, a dragon, if you will, or a snake. And throughout the TV series, they're eating people and children. You're like, man, that's outlandish. Well, do some research on what's been happening around this world. And I'm no conspiracy theorist. Please, please believe me on that. But there's some scriptures I want to go over. But prior to that, there's a very prominent man in the media. His name is Glenn Beck. Very resourceful, very respected. And he had a dream. Take a listen. I never, ever thought I would uh, talk about this on the air, but I feel compelled to tell you that uh, seasons have changed again and it is becoming more and more apparent and you need to know what you're dealing with. Um, we keep thinking that this is a political thing. It is not a political thing. Um, I never thought I would share this and take take from it what you will. I mean, you can dismiss it. Um, I never have. If you are a longtime listener of this program, you know that uh, one of the reasons I left New York, besides the whole thing was gonna burn itself down, uh, was I had a medical condition Part of it was brought on by no REM sleep for about 10 years. Um, I actually found this to be very advantageous because I could get so much done because I just couldn't sleep. Um, and for 10 years, I never had a dream. That's not good for your body. Uh, and so I was really kind of broken down when I moved uh, here. I feel much, much better and having dreams again, et cetera, et cetera. However, during this period, uh, I had what could be described as a dream I do not believe it was, um, but you might just say, well, that's ridiculous, whatever. In this dream, uh, I wake, uh, I, I come to in this dream, and I am in a hallway of the White House. And I'm, a, I'm walking into a big room where there's a bunch of cubicles, and people look up, like, who's walking in? And there are people behind me, but I don't know who they are yet. I just know I'm being pushed forward by them. The people are at the cubicles, and they look over the cubicle first at me, and then they, their eyes dart to the people behind me and then dart right back down. And I realize everybody in the White House is terrified of who's ever behind me. I kind of glance back and I see these people that are in uniforms that I've never seen before. Um, and um, I have seen them since, but that will be for some other time. But I'd never seen these before. And uh, we're being pushed through this place and then we go into a room like the Situation Room, okay? Big conference room, presidential. Uh, and uh, it's me and about three other people. And we're sitting down at that conference room table. And we were told just to wait there. So we do. And we start talking about, oh, I don't think this is going to be good. 
That's when two other people walk in, um, and they were clearly identified in the dream. However, I'm not sure anymore that that um, image was anything other than helping me relate to what I'm about to tell you. Um, so uh, the one guy, uh, when they open the door, these guys in the uniforms are in the hallway, and the one guy says, uh, him, him, and him, take him out. And they get up and look at me, and I'm the only one sitting at the table still, and uh, they go out, the guards close the doors, and I'm now alone with these two people that are clearly in charge of something. They're not political. They're not in a political position. It didn't feel like, you know, it wasn't the president or anything like that. And um, they are uh, standing there, and then I hear three gunshots. And they said, uh, yeah, yeah, that happened pretty quickly for them. However, you, we're going to get to know. And um, and I, I said, okay. And they said, because you really have no idea who you're dealing with. And that's when one of them reached under like a Mission Impossible mask and ripped off his face. And he was Satan. He was a demon. Okay. Horrifying. I wake up. This was so um, vivid that I didn't tell anyone for months and not even my wife. And it bothered me deeply. And I didn't know exactly what to do with that information. And uh, about a year, year and a half went by. And um, it still was with me almost every day, um, something you just don't forget. And uh, I get a call from a guy who is, you would know his name, big spiritual leader. And he calls me, he says, can you come to my, uh, can you come to my house? I, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay, sure, when? And he said, as soon as possible. I said, this weekend, okay, he said, yeah. So I fly out, my wife and I stay overnight. We're going to see him the next morning. And uh, that night I have the exact same dream. And I wake up and I'm just in a panic and we get in the car. I don't tell my wife, we get in the car and she said, this is going to be nice. And I said, yeah, except I'm having a hard time breathing right now. And she said, why? And I said, because I had that dream again last night. Remember, 10 years, no dreams, two dreams, the same one, one and then the same one about a year and a half later. And she said, you know, you should talk to him about that. And I said, no, 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 I, I, uh, if the Lord wants me to delve into it, he'll, he'll, he'll bring it up. Uh, no, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. And so we go into the guy's house, we sit down, he's sitting on a couch, and he sits down, he sits right on the edge of the couch. And he leans into me, and he says, you know, sometimes the Lord talks to people. And I said, uh-huh. And he said, um, and sometimes people like you, he'll, he'll speak in many different ways, uh-huh, including dreams or visions. And I said, right. And he said, and this is when he leaned in, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I said, uh-huh. And he said, do not dismiss that dream. Do not ever dismiss that. And I said, okay. He sat back and he said, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. That was it. I have made choices on this show based on that. You might find that ridiculous. Maybe you don't. I will never dismiss that. I'm sharing it with you today, what, 10 years later, because you must not dismiss what you're dealing with. We are not in a battle of politics. We're not. Politics and our whole culture has become evil. I started this hour talking about what this pedophilia stuff that is going around and how this, nobody, nobody will even say anything that the designer of this uses the hashtag Moloch. That is the God of child sacrifice. This is what we're dealing with. Now, I never thought that people, when I wrote the book, Eye of Moloch, I never thought the average person 
who was involved in all of this stuff even believed in any of that. But they are being put into situations where some leaders, and I'm not talking politically in this particular case, I'm talking about that designer. I do believe they know what they're doing. And we are worshiping Moloch. We are worshiping Baal. And they are demanding our children as a sacrifice. You have to get to a point to where you are going to choose a side. There is, There will be no one left on the benches. And if you think you can sit it out, you will end up on the wrong side. I, I urge you to uh, know who you serve. This is a different time in human experience. This is not normal. None of this is normal. And uh, it has been coming slowly in dribs and drabs. But for those who are pay- really paying attention, it's methodical. And it has taken a extremely disturbing turn. We are, we're no longer talking about issues of, you know, tax policies and how big the government should be. We're not talking about those things anymore. We are talking about the erasing of the fundamental right for you to choose between good and evil. You're, you're being coerced right now to accept one side. That is taking away your freedom of choice. That is God given. Satan's plan was the other one. I'll go down. I'll return them all. Just give me the glory. I'll make the decisions for them. You have to start reading the news with spiritual eyes. I also urge you to start um, getting yourself back into the fold, whatever fold it is, of God. Get back to a place to where your eyes and ears are attuned to the spirit because you will not make it through this storm without it. As I used to say, there will come a time where you have to be so in tune. If the spirit says, stop, turn around, go the other direction, you don't question it. You do it. And unless you start listening to it now and developing that muscle, you will not stop in time. Please. We are in different times. That was a very detailed prophetic dream that happened twice. And for that religious leader to call him to his home to tell him that dream was real. And to don't disregard it. In other words, tell others. We see in history, artifacts are popping up all over the place, different things. And allegedly they found a new chapter of the Bible. I don't know about that. I haven't read it. But there's things popping up all over the place of, you know, giant bones. But the Bible talks about giants, large people called Nephilim and Anunnaki. It also talks about serpents. So what are we dealing with? Is there something among us that they had everybody masked up with something walking around amongst us? What does the Bible say about the dragon and serpents and things? Hold that thought while we take this quick break. Hey, nomads. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Please visit our website, nomadchurch.net, and click on live chat group. Be respectful and hope to see you there. Revelations chapter 12. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. The dragon... Satan hurled down the earth and his angels with him. Well, where did they go? They didn't just disappear. 
And it's funny that a lot of people ask me about this next clip I'm going to play about who's in charge of this realm. A lot of people are confused. Take a listen. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now that's 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It's telling you that Satan is the ruler of this realm, this age, this earth for right now. But something that always baffled me in reading scripture, when Jesus came out of his fast, it says he was led, that the Holy Spirit led him to Satan to be tempted. But I want you to hear it first before we get into this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. All right, now let's get into this. Jesus was in his weakest state. That's when he was tempted by the devil. That's what happens to us when we're in our weakest state, when we're not reading scripture, when we're not fellowshipping with other like-minded believers. That's when you'll be attacked by Satan because he knows you have no team. You have no resources. You have no tribe, which you've heard me talk about before. But also think about this. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. There's an acronym push. Pray until something happens. But we go to God over and over and over and ask him and ask him and pray and we thank him for his infinite wisdom. But you have all these entertainers now and these celebrities admitting they've made deals with the devil one time. No, they have to continually make those deals. They have to continually give sacrifices to keep their fame and their wealth. But their soul is gone. It's not worth it. But you see, Jesus beat all that. Yahshua and Shika, because he said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. At no time in the Bible did God say this was going to get any better without us doing something. And that's Matthew chapter six, verse 33. It says, seek his face, seek God's face and everything works out. I want you to read that scripture for yourself. But how many are seeking God's face? How many are trying to make a change, turning from sin telling others about Jesus Christ and the blood that's going to save us. Because I voted for Donald Trump. 
but I know he's not my savior. He's a man that did great as a president, but he's not the savior of the world. And they're trying to prop him up to be that. And I think they're setting us up for a very big disappointment. And I warn you, Jesus is our only way out of this. He's our savior in the afterlife because this life is almost done, folks. And the only way out is through death. So who are you going to call on in the afterlife? Because the only way to win is with Jesus. Which side of this are you going to be on? We'll see you next time. Godspeed. Well, nomads, we hoped you enjoyed the ride. Whatever app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to automatically receive our latest episodes. And we ask that you share this with at least 10 people to spread the word. If you're ready to give your life to Christ today, stay tuned for the prayer of salvation. For more information, check out our website, www.nomadchurch.net. There you can donate, buy books, and visit our shop page for the latest merchandise. Remember, we love you, and Godspeed. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and lead me on the road to salvation. I pray this prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.